what began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Good morning, everybody. I am so glad you are tuning in today, either live or catching the replay. I just got back from vacation the other day, and it's so exciting to be back. There's something so magical about going on vacation and then having so many amazing ideas and then coming back and putting those into practice. So be on the lookout for lots of fun and exciting things happening right here at OYC. If this is your first time catching us live, I want to take just a moment to introduce myself. My name is Young Pratt, and for the past 17 years, I have been running a performing arts studio. And in January, we pivoted and created our Young Creators. And we are all about helping to equip kids with real-world skills using technology so that they can go create the life of their dreams and serve others in the process. Now, one of the things that I love so much about this online world is that connections can happen so, so quickly. And that's exactly how it played out with our guest today. Kathy Stoll and I were fortunate enough to be in a coffee chat in one of the groups that we belong to, and we connected, and we definitely knew that we had so much in common that I wanted to bring her on today. So without further ado, I would love to bring on Kathy Stoll to our live broadcast. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Young. Thanks for having me. It's my absolute pleasure, and I loved that you were so bold in in our last coffee chat that you just said, hey, I would love to be on your podcast, and literally (laughs) that was like a little over a week ago or so, and here we are. I'm definitely a (laughs) go-getter. Yes. Yes, the online space makes it so easy for us to be able to make connections in lightning speed, and things can happen so quickly, and I just love that. I would love for you to take a few moments and let our listeners and viewers and podcast listeners know what you do and how you serve the world. 
Sure, honey. Well, what I do is I train and mentor moms who want to start coaching or mentoring moms themselves. My program is called Mama Bliss Coaching School, and I offer it twice a year. And this fall, we're actually entering into our 10th session of it. So I just feel like that's such a magical number. And um, yeah, I live in Nelson, British Columbia, up here in Canada. And I have, I know, it's the most beautiful time of year. It's so almost tropical, just the lushness right now. And um, just really blessed that both my husband and I get to work from home. So the kids are just super sick of our mugs by now. <laughs> a lot of quality time. <laughs> but um, I just, yeah, thank goodness for the internet. So I get to connect with amazing moms and women uh, like you and get to share our medicine and message with the rest of the world. And that's such a huge thing, especially for any of you moms listening. I know sometimes, depending on what season of life you're in, you might be wondering what is next. Mm -hmm. And now that the internet is here and online businesses are growing like crazy, I think it kind of levels a playing field for mamas who are raising kids and, you know, juggling a career and um, their family that online business makes it really so easy to, to really share our passions and our messages. And there's absolutely somebody in the world who needs to hear what you have to share and learn from your lessons. So I definitely want to encourage all of you to really think about the things that might come easy to you and then start dreaming big. Kathy, I would love to know the origin story about how you got into this space, helping other moms really share their messages in a bigger way. Exactly. Um, I just loved how you use the word seasons. I use that a lot um, when I'm using the analogy that and, you know, birthing is a big analogy for me, too. But um yeah, I went through different seasons. I actually started this journey when my daughter was a toddler and she's 13 years old now. So I've been at this for a long time. Uh, it began as an online space, as a hobby blog, documenting the kids' growth. We just moved from the city out to the boonies and to start a hobby farm. So a way to keep connected with the grandparents. And it just turned into my favorite crafty pursuit. I was documenting as well my craftiness. I was really into sewing and yarn, um, spinning my own yarn. And even the creative process of building a hobby farm, you know, making cheese and kombucha. <laughs> like we were busy bees. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just noticed, though, the actual writing and making those connections with these moms from all over but we had all these common interests that attracted them to me um they just were following me over the years and um so I knew I couldn't stop blogging so I was trying to figure out ways to earn an income from that plus we're living quite remote so um the job opportunities were pretty limited so I experimented and Again, I always say I just followed my bliss, whatever would pick up my energy. Back in those days, ironically, um, crafting was what was picking up my energy. So I wrote a lot about that. 
but then when it started feeling depletion, uh, depleting, then I, that's what kind of motivated me to what would be a fun way to share these gifts and earn an income. So that's when I created my first e-course. It was a sewing course for busy, I called it backwoods moms, and <laughs> it was so much fun. So when um, I really noticed then that my energy picked up when I was making the videos, when I was putting the website together, but what was really rewarding on a deeper level was when the participants were starting to email me photos of themselves wearing their little mm -hmm. outfits, their little bloopers that they would use to go out and collect their eggs in. And so that gave me just the, the taste of a deeper connection. So that's what, again, following my bliss, that ache in my soul to go a little deeper because I was noticing that creative play, even no matter how busy things get, uh, no matter how much we find on our plates, no matter what season we're in, can really help us integrate you know, this experience and really move that energy forward. So, but what got me excited was just connecting on a more intimate level with my followers. So that's when I decided to become a coach and get certified and working with these women. Then from that point, what kept coming up from them was that their dreams was to do the same thing, to work, be able to work from home in a way that really got them fired up and wanting to connect with other women on a similar level. So that's when I decided to open up my training program. There are so many great points to this story. And one of the things I wanted to point out or just draw attention to is the fact that when you started the business or you started online, you started in one area and you've since evolved because I think lots of people, people get... Mm, that was fun. <laughs> That's a little eerie, yeah. <laughs> I think lots of people, when they enter into this online space, think they can only do one thing. Mm -hmm. And now that this idea of lifestyle blogging or a lifestyle business is emerging, it's really an exciting time to start coaching and start sharing your passions and living in bliss because it doesn't need to be just one thing all the time. Yes. You can start with one thing and it can evolve to the next because I think often what happens is like you, you jump in and you talk about one thing that lights, that lights you up. And then as you change seasons and pivot, it's okay to do that. And then you can keep evolving. And Absolutely. so I would love to know when you are working with moms, how do you help them to find that place of bliss? Well, I help them by really leaning on these principles I called uh, the four pillars of mama bliss. So by really taking an examination of where they're at in their self-care practices and with, um, the, again, finding uh, the space for some creative play, um, finding clarity on what their values are, and inviting more simplicity into their days and then in those quiet moments the bliss would just naturally bubble up so it does take some hand holding but often it's just um paying attention to what you naturally gravitate to so 
a lot of my clients come to me already with a blog that they enjoy writing in. So one prompt could be like taking a look at what are some of your favorite topics to write about looking on your bookshelf. What are you noticing? You have a huge mm -hmm. collection of books on, um, you know, if you're signing up for a next what do you notice when you're looking through those catalogs that you're like, Ooh, I would love to take something like that. So just um, having some playfulness with it too, and not putting too much pressure because like I, I like to say, you know, a girl's allowed to change her mind, you know, <laughs> like you can try it. And if, again, your energy doesn't pick up, if it just feels more like stress than it's worth, then move on to the next passion list. So it's like playing, um, almost like Nancy Drew, just putting on your little sleuth hat and just like, I'm going to check that out. And, um, if it doesn't work for you, it's not necessarily, you know, you're going to strike that off of your life forever, but maybe this isn't the right season for it. Like even my sewing, um, when I began my blog, I did a, I think it was like a five year experiment to see if I can go without buying new clothes instead, make all of my own. I was a sewing maniac. And um, it's so funny, I'm in my office right now, but I'm recording in a weird spot because like my sewing machines are back out. I have like, I'm back into it. And this just started just quite recently. So that went off my shelf for a couple of years. And now it's kind of coming back on, maybe just for a couple of weeks or something. I'm making my son some pajamas, but I'm noticing my energy starting to pick up when I anticipate going down into my office to sew for a few minutes once the kids are in bed. So yeah, just kind of documenting what, turns you on and then just you know putting in the back shelf and explore something else if it doesn't feel right so I wanted to backtrack a little bit because you said something really important and I think that people get so wrapped up in creating something new and doing something new and learning all these new things all the time that we often forget and neglect the things that come most easily to us and the things that are already bringing us joy kind of discounting them and saying, you know what, nobody wants to know about that. But I'm definitely here to share with you, and Kathy is as well, that when you find that place of bliss and something that lights you up, that's a really great clue when you're sleuthing around trying to figure out what it is you want to share. Start with those things, start documenting, but the things that come most easily to you, the things you could do in your sleep, the things you can talk about all day long are a really great place to start. Mm -hmm. And when I chat with families, that's where we start as well. So I think that no matter what your vision is, that starting with what you know and the resources you already have without having to, you know, go purchase a bunch of courses right off the bat, really just starting from that simplistic place of, okay, what does my life look like now? What excites me? What can I share that's going to make an impact? Because I truly believe that each of us has an amazing story and amazing gifts to share. And there is somebody out there waiting to hear your story and to learn from you. And, you know, that's our moral responsibility we yes. need to be stepping into the fear, pushing through that, because when it comes to creating a business, an online business, especially, lots of fears come up because we have to start being really authentic and showing deeper parts of ourselves that 
pre-internet, we would never talk about. So I think it's a really fascinating exercise to do as Kathy has said and just start documenting. And I loved that you have the word playfulness in there. Can you dive deeper into what playfulness means to you and how you get your clients to experience more playfulness? Yes. So essentially not taking yourself too seriously. So um, something I like to lean on is just, you know, be audacious and that could be scary too. So sometimes um, it might mean stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, but, you know, just often um, I feel there's quite a hunger um, online and perhaps in the world at large today for that one-on-one -on -one connection. But not only that, it's that um, opportunity to just express ourselves in the way that it comes out naturally. So I just often encourage them to, you know, write how they speak normally, speak how they speak <laughs> normally. Um, you know, if you have a kind of a warped sense of humor, like, um, you know, I think, um, I think back to my own childhood, just how, why, sometimes I wonder, because sometimes I do things, I'm like, I don't even sometimes do them, but I just imagine myself doing them. So even if you just imagine yourself doing them, for example, I had the ladies in my neighborhood come over on Monday night for, we, you know, we live on a lane. So we call it the ladies of the lane evening. I had this like crazy idea of taking my, <clears throat> my daughter's um, bass recorder and just going down the street and like playing a little ditty, like the Pied Piper <laughs> invite the ladies of the lane over and I never went through with it I ended up being too busy but I thought that would have been fun that would have been playful and like who cares so you know if, if that brings up fear um you know you don't have to go through with something wacky like that but just explore that what's the worst thing that could happen um <clears throat> so going back to my own child where I was getting at with that is um I grew up with a mom who was also pretty crafty. She's a, she, I grew up with her being a professional seamstress and she used to get these pattern magazines from Germany and she would make me outfits when I was in junior high with these um, really avant-garde, let's say, <laughs> fashions. And I was at first kind of like, mom, you know, everyone else is wearing like back in the day, like Jordache jeans yeah. and like polo shirts. And here I was wearing um, these knickers, these plaid knickers and plaid um, with a matching like necktie wrapped <laughs> around my string with an elastic. And I'm like, mom, this is kind of weird, you know? And she's like, you know, this is like five years ahead of, you know, this country, Canada's fashion. So just you know, work it. So I, this is kind of sad, but as a kid, I would dare myself to wear these outfits and I would dare myself to leave my house and just, okay, once I leave the house, there's no going back. <laughs> and it was never that bad. I never got teased and I kind of owned it. So I think that for some reason, I always go back to that moment wearing these. And then I told her, yeah, I kind of like it. So she made me like one for each day of the week and like a different like tartan. It was really weird, but um, yeah, just <clears throat> having playfulness. So borrowing from one aspect of your life, perhaps 
something you do with your girlfriends on the weekend and then employing some of that into your online presence. Um, you know, if, like I love taking belly dance class. So, you know, what if you started off a Facebook Live? Like just having fun with it so that that those little, the little ingredients that make you so unique, something's going to like attract your perfect people to you and they're going to not know why it's just that perfect blend that makes you you mm -hmm. so just leave the house with it close the door <laughs> just work it yeah and just go boldly and yeah like you said you got to work it for sure mm -hmm. I'm curious about your kids you grew up with a mom who was very crafty and yes. you obviously learned sewing from her do your kids also have the inclination to be crafty and want to make things with their hands Yes, very much so. My daughter, she's 13, like her sewing skills almost surpassed mine. She'll, uh, when she was quite young, um, she must have been about four years ago or five. So I guess she was about eight or nine. And um, yeah, she, she just took a sewing class and she came back after like three of them, like just a natural, <laughs> even my mom. She's like, of all my children and grandchildren, Edie's the only one who got my sewing skills. So she totally like skipped over me. And so she, I remember her coming saying, mom, can I have a piece of stretch knit fabric? I'm like, sure. She was up before dinner, like an hour later, wearing this awesome shirt, like like poof sleeves. And I was just like, oh my God, did you make <laughs> And then my son, um, the feedback we get back from his teacher is always, he's really into um, tinkering. Like he's probably gonna be a venter and he always has these ideas of inventions and she's just says them to the fact of you know you should like hold that for him so i'm really excited because i grew up with two entrepreneurs my father was an inventor my older brother has a patent he invents things too he he works in um, medical biomedical like snoring technology something like that and uh, so yeah i come from a line of entrepreneurs so it, it just it makes me really excited to think that they have that within them, creating something from nothing and then like sharing that gift with the world it makes me like really excited. Yes, I love when my girls do the same thing. And I think that my youngest and your daughter would be fast friends because like your daughter, she'll take a piece of fabric and an hour later she'll come and she'll show me what she's created. I and I, I have no idea where the idea came from or how she figured it out, but I mean, she's figured it out. She's figured out how to use the sewing machine and she's doing all these things, hand stitching. And yes. I definitely do not have those skills, but it's something that she gravitates towards naturally. So maybe in the future, we need to plan a little retreat where it can be moms and daughters creating and crafting and sewing, and, you know, starting with an idea and then creating something out of that nothing idea. I just think there's something so beautiful about being a creator and raising a creator, the kids who think outside the box or who want to take the box and, and make something else from the box and really oh. just have no concept of, of possibility or reality because everything is possible to them. Like there, there's nothing that mm. isn't able for them to make. And I just... It, there's something so beautiful about that. Now, uh, I know that you have 
another interview coming up. I know, and I got so many stories. Like, you're saying things. I'm like, oh, but but yes, yes. we must do and, this and again. We will have to reconnect, and we'll maybe yes. have to do a couple, like a little series of things about how we can help our kids to instill that love of creativity, especially if, as parents, we don't feel like we are creative in certain areas. How do we then help our kids to learn those things and have them be open to experiences and opportunities? Because I think that's something that our kids desperately need in this day and age. They need that outlet, that they need that place where they feel 100% them. They need to be in a space of love and contentment and joy and using your word of bliss. So we definitely will continue the conversation. Awesome. Until then, how can listeners and viewers find out more about you and connect with you? Sure. Um, they could check out my Facebook page, um, Bliss Beyond Nap Time. And um, I, too, have a weekly show uh, called The Mama Bliss Show, where we touch upon just feeding our bliss. So, again, it can pour forth and we can discover our gifts to get them out there in the world. And um, yeah, we'd love to see you there. Amazing. And what day does your show go live? It's Thursdays okay. at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, or I think that's one o'clock Eastern. Perfect. Amazing. And if you would come back into this live video and pop your links in there so people can get directly to you, that would be amazing. Aww. And when this goes on the podcast, I'll make sure you have direct links to as well. Oh, thanks, honey. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kathy, so, so much for your, your time this morning. We will definitely continue the conversation on another episode or multiple. Until then, <laughs> I wish you an amazing day, and I look forward to watching your live videos. Thanks, honey. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. If you have a takeaway from today's episode, I would love to hear about it head on over to Instagram and tag me at Our Young Creators or send me a direct message right there. Until next time, my friends, I wish you the most amazing day. Cheers.